question, listeners, and thank you for listening to Two Dudes Football. Just thought I should give you a heads up. There's uh, not the best of editing in this, and voice quality, if you couldn't tell already, is certainly down. But we thank you for listening. This is the Coveted Roast episode, so please enjoy. Hello, and welcome to the Two Dudes Football Podcast. I'm your host, Wyatt Fairman. As always, I'm alongside... Ryan Pulsiver. Ryan, we made it. We're finally here, the episode we've all been waiting for. And the roast episode. Perfectly on schedule. Perfectly on schedule. Perfectly on schedule. The roast episode is here. Uh, we definitely did not mean to have this, you know, a, a month before the draft episode. And now as we're telling you this, the draft has happened. But, oh well. I guess happening, because we're in like the sixth round right now, I guess. Yeah, something like that. But who really cares about the sixth round? Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady was a seventh round pick. I think it was sixth round. No, he was seventh, 199. Well, I'm sure he's still okay with it. Oh, yeah, he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder or anything. Mm, no, I'm curious. For some reason, I thought he was a sixth rounder. Nah, seventh. But, uh, I he's definitely 199, but I thought... No, he is sixth round. And he's round six, 199, because of all the, like, uh, compensation picks and stuff, I guess. You're capping me. Did you just I'm look not. it up? Yeah, I did. I'm going to double-check it again, but I'm I'm pretty confident he was... Yeah, he's a, he's a sixth rounder. Um, let's see if I can find it one more time. because you, you always check twice. Once you can be wrong, twice you're usually okay. But yeah, no, I, he's a sixth round pick. Well, my bad, Tom. My bad. Go ahead, roast me, fans, whatever. I think he was a compensation pick, if I remember correctly. That's so funny. To compensate, you give you well, get, get yourself a guy who you know went and won you six Super Bowls. I mean, that's that's pretty good. That's some pretty good compensation. Yep, definitely sixth round pick. That's incredible. Well, here we are, and here's the gist. If you've been following along with us, you know we've been planning this episode for so long with such anticipation and excitement. And the the sweepstakes, so to say, were whoever won the Super Bowl is the only team to avoid being roasted today. So to the Buccaneers fans, congratulations. You'll enjoy this episode more than most. But to the rest of the teams, oh, you're in for a treat or some disappointment. Correct, Ryan? Oh, yes, indeed. We have some good stuff lined up. Actually, I have no idea what he has lined up, and he has no idea what I have lined up. But I am i have no doubt it will be some quality content. So here are the – here's the way it's going to be distributed. We're going to go north, south, east, west in that order. NFC, AFC, NFC, AFC, NFC, AFC, NFC, AFC in that order. Ryan is going to do every NFC team, and I'm going to do every AFC team with the exception of the Steelers. And, of course, Ryan isn't going to do the Buccaneers because they won the Super Bowl. So it's kind of hard to roast a team who's, like, already roasted everyone else in the league just by winning. So, Also, it would just be me, like, inaudibly screaming about Antonio Brown for 10 minutes, and that that's not good content. No, no. It's great very therapy. biased content. Great therapy, but horrible content. What kind of therapist do you go to? One that, you know, can't remind me about AB or I destroy the chair I'm in. It's, it's not a good time. I'm still, we're working through it. Football therapy. It's a process. It's a process. Should <laughs> we just jump into it? I think we should. All right. NFC North, the court is yours. 
All right, let's start by welcoming the Detroit Lions. Oh. Congratulations, congratulations, Detroit. This is the first and last time you have won anything. First place is not something you're very familiar with, and it continues as you waste away another franchise talent who at least hasn't retired yet. I mean, that's a win. <laughs> Other than that, I, I really can't think of anything. I think, ultimately, putting Jared Goff as your starting quarterback is enough of a roast as it is, and I look forward to another decade of relevance. But at least you put together one-fifth of a Compton offensive line. <laughs> one-fifth. Um, hey, you got to use your draft capital somehow. Don't draft positions of need, build a good <laughs> defense, get any wide receivers. No, you know, don't do that. One One lineman... That's all you need, really. A decade of irrelevance awaits you, boys. Good luck. <laughs> the Lions just kind of roast themselves. That's funny. Yeah, uh, that one. That one was a pretty easy one to set up. But you know, one was a little more, little more difficult to set up. What might be? The Vikings. Oh. Passionate fan base. You got to feel pretty good about the organization. You know. Constantly embarrassed by Aaron Rodgers, which is actually a double roast in and of itself. On the bright side, you guys drafted a quarterback because, you know, Kirk Cousins was never the answer. You can celebrate in the back with all your failed expectations, your complete losing of the division every single year. The fact that your head coach kind of sucks now and no one's acknowledging it. But Justin Jefferson, he's got he's got he's got the gritty. That's cool, right? Because as we've all learned, cool dances used in TikTok and Fortnite never go out of style. Never. Congratulations on beating Mediocrity Defined, and I look forward to an 8-win or maybe a 10-win season if you're lucky. Don't worry, you'll still be the Saints in the playoffs, though. Oh, bold of you to assume the Saints will make it, but we'll touch on that. (laughs) What's going on next? It's time to talk about the originators of the glorious dance. A dance so well known that it has kind of been forgotten about because we don't really have that long of attention span, but the Super Bowl shuffle. The Bears. Or as we like to call them, losers. <laughs> Where do I even start? Should I talk about Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, the fact that you continuously waste talent every year? Remember that great defense you guys had? Remember how you did absolutely nothing with it? Congratulations. You had one year. You had one year of being a competent franchise. And you let it go to your heads, and you became the next Jacksonville. I'll give you this. You have a quarterback who might not suck. You also gave Andy Dalton $10 million a year and told him he's the starter. What are you doing exactly? Like, have you looked at the Bears outside of that one playoff run in the last decade and went, now this is a stable team? <laughs> You guys are defined by one thing and one thing only. Three letters. N-V-P. It's the best accomplishment you guys have had in a decade. Talk to me when you were relevant again. Oh! Oh! Oh, man. You know, I really hope Justin Fields proves that you just said wrong just because it's funny. Everything you said was just so great there. But there's one more team who's had a little bit of drama going on lately that you're leaving out, Ryan. Oh, you got to save the best for last. You know, I'm going to open up with a nice little little story. As a Steelers fan, I hate when the attention's on us because it's always for bad reasons. But when I'm feeling down because we won't stop TikTok dancing, the Packers hold out their hands and go, 
we will create the drama. Congratulations, the best QB you've ever had wants out because you drafted a young quarterback and have wasted his prime. No, no, I'm not talking about Brett Favre. No, guys, look, Aaron Rodgers is pissed because your management sucks. Your coaching has been embarrassed on a regular basis. You refuse to address your offensive weapons and you're doomed for mediocrity. You know who would have been a good quarterback to draft and develop behind, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers? Hmm, maybe a younger quarterback who isn't Jordan Love that you had to pay to trade up for. You can celebrate by taking a cornerback in the first round this year because your cornerbacks suck and Desmond King is literally burnt toast. Oh, yeah, you re-signed him, by the way, because reasons. <laughs> reasons. But it's going to be okay. You guys have a Rodgers, the wide receiver that you drafted in this year's draft. Because, you know, irony, I guess. You got to sell those Rodgers jerseys somehow. I'm not going to lie, guys. I'm not feeling the love this year or next year or anytime soon. I await your pitfall into mediocrity at best. Feeling the love. (laughs) You know, it's funny you mention A. Rodgers. He's talking about Amari Rodgers, the wide receiver out of Clemson they drafted, because... I've actually seen him play, not football, basketball. A guy oh, who went really? to my high yeah, a guy who went to my high school. He's been a lifelong friend of mine. Was he was teammates with him on his AU team, and they uh, went pretty far. Obviously, he chose football, and as he should, he's very good at it. But yeah, I've seen him play. The guy's an absolute beast. But it doesn't matter if he has Jordan Love thrown to him because it's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. Sorry. Um, that was just fantastic, Ryan. Let's keep moving, shall we? We got the AFC to cover. I'm, re- I'm excited to hear what you've got. I'm excited to see if I'm actually funny or not, but AFC <laughs> North, man, it's just so easy. Like, it's just everything there. It's just so easy. I'll, I'll have a few cheap, shot, a few, uh, cheap shots. Um, but Cincinnati Bengals, is that, is that a fair start? I think that's the best start. Oh, Bengals. I mean – Major props to you for absolutely shocking the NFL world. Like, your offensive line ended up protecting Joe Burrow 11 weeks longer than anyone thought possible. Like, <laughs> instead, on November 22nd, you let Joe you let Joe Burrow's knee get snapped like a Thanksgiving turkey leg. Your coach has a record of 6-25-1 in two seasons. And that one tie is what prevented the NFC East from being a four-way race going into week four, week 17, which is true. When you tied with the Eagles, it took them out of contention. So um, maybe Ryan will hit on that later. I don't know. But props to you for slowing down the absolute worst division of football. Um, if you spent more time slowing down real NFC defenses instead of Philly, Joe Burrow <laughs> wouldn't be asked Zach Taylor to sign his knee brace. So if this past season has taught you anything, Hopefully you learned how to waste A.J. Green's Hall of Fame career. Thank you, Bengals. Thank you. Hey, good start, and you kind of made me hungry for Thanksgiving. Oh, well, what a turkey dinner now. Turkey dinner? Oh, well. Uh, next up, we actually have two playoff teams. So this gets a little harder. Baltimore's a hard team to roast, but here you go. Baltimore, bold take, not so bold. Your time is up. Your coach... Just doesn't have any more. Harbo, how do you say his name? Harbo, 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 Harbo. 
like maybe Hasbro, like the gaming company. I don't know. The only thing you got going for you is you're running back Lamar. And he only plays good when he has to take a crap. Like, he had one MVP season and then said, you know what? I'm just not feeling well. Ran to the locker room. Don't worry. He always comes back out. But it's just not a good time. Um, not, but not only that, you let the Bills beat you. The Bills. We're going to touch on the Bills later, but you literally let a franchise that's never won a Super Bowl, but yet somehow found a way to lose four in a row, which is a roast in its own, beat you in the playoffs. Go ahead. Keep your running back Lamar, but go cry yourselves to sleep, Ravens. Just go. Get out. Ah, it's a pleasant image to think about. Ravens fans crying themselves to sleep. Ah, uh, yes, especially if you're a Steelers fan, but we'll get to that eventually, because next up is the Cleveland Browns. All right. What you got? Cleveland. You had every opportunity for success in Chad Henney called game. You were literally one play away from an incredible comeback to losing to the Bills in the AFC Championship game, which you would have done. The the plot line was 100% perfect. Mahomes is out. The Chiefs needed the first down to ice the game, and you let Andy Reid throw the ball on you. You let Chad Henney crush your hopes and dreams, which makes perfect sense because it's probably the most brown thing I've ever heard of. I mean, am I correct with that, Ryan? Yeah, pretty much, except usually I don't have hopes and dreams, so to be determined how that goes next time. Oh, true, true. But, you know, if there's anything I've learned in life, I'm not talking about football. I'm talking about life. There are two irrefutable truths. All right? All right. Number one, don't get in Lamar Jackson's way when he has the runs. All right? Just don't do it. The guy's an absolute unit. Number two, never bet on the Browns. And that's what I'm not – I'm going to not bet on the Browns next year because you ain't going anywhere. You're going to be the same Browns. You're going to find some type of way to screw up. You always do. So, Browns, go cry yourself to sleep. Good night. It's only just occurred to me how stupid we could look a year from now if one of these predictions slash roasts going really, really wrong. Well, we'll explain it's the roast episode, and then we'll talk about, you know, whatever. No, we actually won't talk about that joke. Never mind. Um, no, we definitely won't talk about that joke. But uh, <laughs> you know what time it is, though, Ryan. I can't wait for the audio bite. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Is it time? All right, fine. I'll let's do it. Welcome, Steelers. I'd like uh I'd like you have a seat here. Let's have a little conversation. I got deja vu this past season to an era mostly free of TikTok dances, but instead full of the diva known as Antonio Brown. Do you remember that season? I don't know. Let me let me remind you very specifically how that season ended. We looked past an opponent. In an early playoff game, because we thought we were going to kick their butts, and they absolutely destroyed us. That's right, I'm talking about Saxonville. So tell me, why is it three years later that we are the same team? What have you changed? Congratulations, AB's gone. Instead, you brought in a bunch of clout chasing TikTok dancers who had more TikToks than receptions on the season. Oh, is that supposed to make me feel better? The fact that we're not throwing couches at children. We're also not prepping for games. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever watched the Juju TikTok dances. They're the same dance. He's not even creative. I could learn the same cutout carbon copy 
TikTok dance and do it in the locker room. Do it anywhere. I don't care where you do it. Stop doing it on the team's logos. Oh, but Tomlin took control of the situation. Like he took control then when he let them all egotistically bounce themselves out of the playoffs. And now we go out and go, hmm, what does this team need to succeed? Ah, I don't know, a running back. No, don't develop a QB of the future. Just bring in a cancer in the locker room like Dwayne Haskins and call it a day. But Najee Harris, he's going to fix all of our problems. You mean the fact that our O-line got beat up, our our star center just retired, the fact that Bud Dupree is gone. We had to release Marcus Peters, one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league, for nothing because he didn't trust us. And we're going to repeat the same process all over again. Are you boys ready? Because once Big Ben's gone, everything we've built in his image is going to fall apart. You've designed this team so carefully to meet his needs. Throw five yards this way. Oh, hit Juju for a two-yard if that doesn't work. That's not going to work forever, boys. Your receivers are going to need big paydays. Congrats. We got Juju back on a one-year deal. That ain't happening next year. What happens when we have to sign Washington? What happens when Johnson needs a contract? Claypool. Those guys are probably gone. So what do we do? We draft a tight end in the second round because Eric Ebron isn't good enough. This team is making the same mistakes. I'm sorry to say it, but I'm back to square one with Mike Tomlin. If you don't do something next year to change this locker room, we're not going to go anywhere. And I'll look forward to watching us fail because that's what this team deserves right now. This is your last chance, boys. Big Ben's what, 40? This is his last run. Great, you lowered his contract. Too bad you still lost core pieces and did nothing to replace them. I can't wait to talk about us going 10 and 8 or, yeah, no, 10 and 7 the next year and squeaking into the wild card and then losing again. Nothing changes with this team. Nothing will. At least you've got new coordinators. <sighs> I'm going to be doing this again next year, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, you are. God dang it. Be careful, Ryan. It's, it's a PG podcast. Really? <laughs> Gosh, diddly darn it. <laughs> well, with that, we've completed the North teams, the NFC and AFC North teams. But, Ryan, you still have the NFC team, so it's NFC South time, but you only have to do three of them because you can't do Tampa Bay. So go ahead and tell us how you really feel. Well, Panthers, I got to admit, I love metaphors. I'm a big metaphor guy, you know? I think it's ultimately a great representation when you can get a metaphor or even some irony going. That metaphor's name is Sam Darnold. Loads of potential could have done something and oh, and now he sucks. I feel like this is the metaphorical not jumping on the fumbled ball. Oh, wait, too soon? Oh, oh. It's always going to be too soon for Panthers fans. You know, they cry about that every day. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think it was a fine enough move, but you could have had a guy like Justin Fields and you're going to take a chance on Darnold with the weapons you guys have in the room. Curtis Samuel, who's one of the most underrated receivers in the league, gone. This team did nothing to actually boost their organization. And they're going to look around next year and get made into a loser by the fact that the other teams in their division are competently run. I like your coaching. That's it. That's all I've got. That's the only praise I have. You took Teddy Bridgewater and thought he was going to be a starting QB, which tells me everything I need to know about how your management went. You guys pretend to be a playoff competitor, but in reality, you are literally CMC injury away from winning the tank bowl. (laughs) I can't wait till you trade him for a first and a third, call it a day, and rebuild for the next 15 years. It's your only hope at this point. 
Good luck. I can't wait for them to finish that rebuild 20 years from now just to lose to the Patriots again. Oh, uh, well, Cam Newton will be a QB coach. And he's like, all right, guys, listen up. Still don't jump uh, on the ball. Here's, here's, here's the thing, fellas. I'm your quarterback's coach. Trust me. If you don't show up to the game looking crazy as all get out, you're not starting, all right? You're, you're just not. Like, Look good, play good. That's how it works. Could you imagine his, like, athletes trying to read the plays he draws up? Oh, man. <laughs> like, you can barely understand his writing to begin with. It's, hey, hey, no. Is that an L? No, that's a slant road, dude. What do you What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> well, that's kind of a Patriots row, so we better, like, hold off on that. But go ahead. Uh, he's a different he's a different man on the Patriots. But next up, we're talking about old QBs. How you doing, Saints? Life going good? Real good. I mean, we all got to watch you literally implode in a playoff game, so that's pretty cool. Congratulations. You've done it. You wasted the career of one of the best quarterbacks, if not the most talented quarterback to ever touch the NFL. All that to get continuously humiliated by year after year by teams that were not better than you. Oh, but the refs, it's called not rising to the occasion. Maybe if you had actually played to your potential, those games would have already been put away and you wouldn't have been one call away from losing. Oh, I've never heard a group whine more than Saints fans after those calls. And sure, those were some bad calls, but it's also the playoffs and it's refereeing and it's football. You live with it, you deal with it. You complained so much that they made a new rule for you. And in perfect Saints fashion, that rule came and bit them in the butt, because of course it did. <sighs> now look at you. You have two quarterbacks. One who threw 30 interceptions in a year, and the other one who's a tight end. But we should feel confident in this team, you know? After all, they've got the glories of... Um, uh, Michael Thomas? Um, Slant Boy's pretty good. I know he doesn't actually run that many slants, but at the end of the day, he's also whiny as heck. Aging <laughs> defense? Um, there's nothing here, guys. This team's at the end of your window. The only hope that you have is that, that somehow that surgery for Jameis Winston is going to make him a 50-touchdown thrower, and then we will all stop playing math and come back to the real world. All I need to know is this. Do you really think those guys can win you games? Do you think with the roster around them, they can win you games? Of course not. Those guys are not going to take you to a Super Bowl. And if you're not winning a Super Bowl at this point, then just blow it up. There's nothing left here. You wasted Drew Brees, and it's time to start over. Fire the coach. Bring a new management and rebuild. Your team is done. Finished. There's nothing here. You guys are just join the rest of the failures in the basement. Have a nice day. You know what cracks me up about the Saints? What cracks you up? Their current head coach is having a movie off of him. And it's a movie about how he cheated his way through like college recruits or like early pros. I don't, I don't know all the specs. But literally, that's how well the media thinks of you. You went from new darling with a chance to win the Super Bowl again for the first time since Hurricane Katrina to being the Hurricane Katrina of social media. Like, y'all are just terrible. Oh, well. Or joke. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. We have another team in the NFC South. Do we not? There's one more. 28 3. 28 3. Wait a minute. You're getting a little bit ahead of yourself. That's the West. 
The last team standing in the South, well, let's just say they can't get an MVP vote to save their lives. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What, are you, what are you talking about? Oh, Russell Wilson. No, no, the Seahawks are in the West, stupid. That's not what the division standings were telling me before. Well, I've been lied to. I've been lied to by this website. No, you're right. All right. 28 Falcons. to 3. Stupid. Let me just allow a moment. Take a deep breath. Because there's going to be a lot of laughter at your expense. Oh, no. I'm not even going to mention 28 to 3. It's too easy. It's too easy. We all know about it. We all know how terrible the organization was. You somehow let them make those plays. Embarrassing. Destructive. Do you know what I want to talk about? What? When they played the Cowboys this season. Do you remember that game? Oh, I loved that game. I thought it was a fantastic game. And then the next week when they played the Bears. Also a great game. Great game. Both those games were great. You know what they had in common? The fact that you haven't learned from 28-3. to I'm not even sure you guys have acknowledged it. You still can't hold a lead to save your life. You cannot hold a lead. You find new and impeccable ways to lose every single game. And organizationally, you are a dumpster fire. Matt Ryan's getting old. More yearly Julio, uh, Julio trade rumors. So what do you do to complete this team? I know. Let's draft a tight end. Because that's the secret to winning the organization. Let me spell it out for you. Your coach sucks. Your defense sucks. Your QB is still pretty good, but very old. And you have no, season, no reasonable replacement for him. This team is the embodiment of 28-3. to They make a few good steps, and it all comes falling apart. They're going to have a good... They're not, I bet you what's going to happen. They're going to struggle next season, have a good good middle, and then go, ha, huh, I bet you we're only one piece away again. Joke's on you, boys. You're not. Congrats, you have a great offense. Your defense still stinks. You're not going to make the playoffs. The teams around you are significantly better, and I cannot wait to watch you in the same spot next year. It's the same thing as the Saints, really. Once Matt Ryan goes, what are you boys doing? What's the move here? The move should have been to blow it up two years ago. Once Quinn went, the rest of the team should have went. But instead, we just get to sit here and watch you flounder around more. You're like a fish fresh out of the alcohol barrel. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Alcohol barrel. Because every move you make, I think you're a drunken sailor. Oh, you boys are the you boys are the Washington Capitals before the Capitals finally shed the demon. That's what you are. Wasted opportunity after opportunity. You could have erased a legacy of horrible failure, but instead you're just going to keep adding to it. And is anything going to change? I don't think so. Sorry, Matt Ryan. We're going to waste the last few years of your career if you don't mind. On voyage. I feel so bad for Matt Ryan. I feel bad for Julio. At least, you know, Ryan's kind of near the end. Like, he's he's looking at, like, I got like a year or two left. Julio could probably go for another half decade, and you're going to submit him to that crap? All right. Well, unfortunately, Ryan, your time of roasting NFC South teams and one weird, like, Seahawks reference in the middle of it because you don't know crap uh, is over. It's now my turn to make people feel bad. Let's hear it. Let's see, who are we actually doing next? So, NFC North, NFC North, NFC South. AFC South? Oh, you shouldn't have. Ryan, tell me real quick, who's in the AFC South? Hmm, I believe there's a, a team of Titan proportions in there. Hmm, man. I hope the Texans can understand that one. 
Oh, well, who should we start out with? I'll let you pick. I'd say, uh, let's go with the Colts. Let's mix it up. The Colts? Oh, you mean the most irrelevant team in the division? Yeah, that's a great start. Oh, Colts fans, the glory days of Manning and Luck are far gone. Rivers is now retired. That's right. He decided to go ahead and tend to his 50 million kids. Uh, so what do you do? You find Carson Wentz. He's an injury-prone, watched his backup win the Super Bowl from North Dakota State quarterback. Like, he's not even that good. He's just not. Okay, maybe he used to be good, but are you really going to trust that? Because the guy got benched for a rookie who eventually got benched in a in a could-have-been playoff game. I mean, I would consider that game playoff. It was like for the playoffs or something. I can't remember Sudfeld. Do what? I said, I, can't, I think they might have been out of it at that point, but I can't remember. Yeah, but it was going to be something like if they were out of it, Washington had a chance to be out of it too. You had a chance to hurt your rival. Instead, you put Nate Sudfeld in. And all you fans can talk about is T.Y. Hilton and his spike in productivity this year, which was still below the average. Not his average, wide receiver averages. He caught his first touchdown in, what, two years this past season? That's not good. That's not good at all. So, no, Colts fans, he's not back. Andrew Luck, who you beg and beg to be back, is not back. Carson Wentz, he's not going to return to his former MVP-style self. And even if he does, he'll get injured before he can finish it. He's not back. I guess you could say, Colts, that your luck has run out. Wow. Wow. Oh, well. You had to. I had to. Ryan, go ahead and pick the next team. Let's go Texans. Oh. Ooh, piece of candy. Yeah, that's the Texans right there in a nutshell. I love roasting the Texans. Okay, Texans. I know it's been a while, but remember, we wrote these roasts months ago in preparation for a podcast that should have been done a month ago. But still, I don't care. I'm going to roast you for it anyways. Speaking of Bill O'Brien, remember that guy, Bill O'Brien? I try not what, to. You, you try not to? Wasn't he the guy that traded away your generational receiver and a pick for a used lollipop and a gum wrapper? Like, the guy was absolutely a terrible GM. He was a terrible coach. You finished your season 4-12, and 12, which is four more wins Bill O'Brien had before you gave him the axe. Like, congrats on almost beating the Titans. It was entertaining to watch one of your rivals doink a football off the goalpost and still make it. You remember that game? The Titans literally hit a football off the goalpost and still made it in because of that Texan pride, yo. That Texan pride, oh, it's so good. No, it's not. It's actually, there's nothing to be proud of in Texas right now. That includes the Cowboys. Sorry. That kicker, by the way, that made that kick was a rookie. And don't worry, he hit off the goalpost. So I'm sure he'll be traded to the Bears soon enough. But are you sure Romeo Cornell is your answer? That's the interim you brought in after you fired Bill O'Brien. But Romeo Cornell eats more cheeseburgers than Andy Reid. And that's saying something. Because Andy eats for free in Kansas City. You know, because he actually can win a Super Bowl and knows how to use an MVP caliber quarterback. Sucks to suck, Houston, and trust me, you suck. 
I think we know what time it is. What time? time? Time to pay your beloved Titans a visit. The Titans? I mean, if you say so. Titans, let me tell you a story. I've grown up in your great state of Tennessee. In that state, my high school team went zero and 40 in four years. That's right. I was at all 20 home games, and I never saw us win. And you know what? I still think any of my high school teams could have beat you. The only play in your playbook is HB ISO. The only play. You hand the ball off to Derrick Henry, and you let him go to town. You know why? Because head coach Mike Rabel is spending too much time reminiscing the glory days of when he wasn't a Titan, when he was on the Patriots. And because of that, Derrick Henry's having to put Icy Hot on his back after every single game for carrying the team so hard. Titans fans, please do us all in the NFL in the NFL world a favor and calm down about Ryan Tannehill. He's not that good. He's not good. If he was, you wouldn't have lost to the Ravens in a spectacular fashion. By the way, when you did lose to the Ravens, Lamar Jackson didn't even have to take a crap, so he wasn't good. That's how it works, and you know it. So, also, Ryan, a quick question for you. Okay. Can we address how irrelevant the Titans are becoming? Like, it seems that no one outside of YouTubers and Tennesseans want to care about them, except for maybe Derrick Henry. I mean, even Tennesseans, I know, don't even acknowledge that the Titans are a team. It's literally just Derrick Henry. That's all it is. It is Derrick Henry. And, like, don't worry. Like, I still think the Colts are probably the most irrelevant team in the division. That's because Houston is so bad that they're irrelevant all on their own. But they're getting there. Just YouTubers and Tennesseans. It's kind of sad, really. Can I remind you on something real quick? I don't know. I don't know how much more you have. But don't forget, they also didn't pay Henry. They paid Tannehill first. Uh, they, They got Henry paid. But you literally prioritized a washed, injured quarterback who happened to lob his way to being one of the top QBR rated quarterbacks. Like it's he's not good. I'm sorry. When you look at how he plays, he's not good. Titans, I'm sorry. That actually hurt. You're you're my second favorite team, but you're not my first favorite team for a reason. And that's because one, you're not good. Two, the Chiefs are better. And I love the Chiefs. Um who are who we have left? The Jacksonville. Ay ay ay. Duval, Jacksonville. In two years, you went from sucking Tom Brady's turf toe in the AFC Championship game to simping over someone who's way out of your league in Trevor Lawrence. I give you no more than two weeks before Trevor pulls a burrow and his knee gets twisted like a pretzel. And, you know, from, from the looks of it, Tennessee will be owning you for the entirety of Derrick Henry's contract. But, you know, that's okay. The AFC South needs a team to treat like a punching bag twice in a season. You have a pool in your stadium, by the way. Did you know that, Ryan? Say a pool? A pool, like a hot tub type pool in in their stadium. Why would that be there? (laughs) I don't know, but it's actually pretty dope. Problem is, I'm pretty sure Gardner Minshew has been peeing in it all season long, getting away with it, you know? I think he earned that right after having to play for that team. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it's just unfortunate, really. But the guy's a madman, and now you draft Trevor Lawrence. I mean, he's – who knows what else he's doing in that pool. It could be bad. Like, it could be, like, doing drugs. He, I don't even know. Drinking 
oh they already drink in that pool actually if you look at it on tv it's, it's like oh. real, it's a real thing like you can like buy tickets to go to the like pool and there's like people just drinking party and watching the game sounds like the dream i'm not gonna lie to you yeah it would be if your team could actually win yeah that would probably help <laughs> all right afc south i'm retiring you all right it means it's time for the nfc least where do i start with this team hmm Let's start with the Eagles, why don't we? All I'm going to say about the management of this Philadelphia Eagles team is when I was watching the draft and they traded up to 10, you know what what legitimately went through my head? I could see them drafting Justin Fields here. They're dumb enough to draft another quarterback. Luckily for them, they didn't. They drafted a receiver. And I mean, when you look at the team's history, excellence, Jalen Rager... Whiteside. Oh, wait, no, this team sucks. Honestly, there is so much wrong with this organization. For one, their fan base. I can't talk low enough about Eagles fan base. They claim that they're being passionate. No, you're just being annoying. But on the bright side, they'll have plenty to look forward to. They get the dream scenario. They get to complain and complain and complain about their team, and their team is complaint-worthy. They'll get up high draft, probably draft a tight end next year, not work on their defense, not work on the fact that their management and ownership is absolutely atrocious, and we'll repeat the cycle again next year. When I look at this division, three of these teams could be decent. Giants have some good weapons. Football team has a great defense. Cowboys have some good weapons. What do the Eagles have? The remains of Fletcher Cox? Darius Slay single-handedly trying to bring some form of stability to a terrible secondary? No good general management? It's going to be the same old process. And honestly, I'm here for it. There are a few teams that I want to fail as much as I want the Eagles to fail. Even teams like the Ravens and the Browns, at least I can stand something of their organization. This like entire Jackson team... taking the crap. And RG3, although I think they cut him, but I did like RG3. Honestly, this entire organization reeks of putrid stink, top to bottom, in a way that I don't think they can cleanse. They'll head out this year, pretend to be competitive, and hey, the division could be bad enough that maybe they will be. But at the end of the day, it's just going to push their same false narratives, and they're going to fall deeper and deeper into this pit of despair. You guys thought that the Super Bowl was the beginning of the end. (laughs) Oh, no. It just marked a new beginning, friends. Enjoy your one-off. It's the only one you're getting anytime soon. Ooh. I like it. I like it. I like what I'm hearing. All right, who do you want to do next? Your call. Oh, man. No, I actually... Uh, I just want to hear what you have about the football team. Congratulations, football team. You were the least terrible team. That's That's about it. You did it on a quarterback controversy of a guy with one leg a guy who i'm pretty sure was named after a beer and a guy who likes strippers a little bit too much i mean (sighs) i'll give you this your management does seem to have put it together recently you've made some good moves got some good receivers terry mclaurin and curtis samuel will be a nice combination you've got that going for you but there's that one singular problem that remains to all of time dan snyder the smarmy unlikable loser of the nfl world 
everything this man touches dies. Small animals, football teams, housing markets, whatever it is, you name it, he will destroy it. That's why I can't be excited about this team. It's just a matter of time until the team named the football team falls apart. We saw how stubborn he was with the name. It was just as outdated as the roster has been for the last decade and a half. Yet you pretend to be relevant because you made a seven-win team into a playoff contender that didn't get totally blown out by a 40-year-old man. That's what you're going to hang your hats on? You're going to hang your hats on Fitz Magic coming in and guiding you to the playoffs or a guy with like three career starts? You have too good of a roster to be betting on mysteries like that. But sure enough, some horrible injury will happen. You guys will use it as a scapegoat. Dan Snyder will do something horrible and you'll miss the playoffs. God, I love narratives. They never get old. Please get a real name. Or don't. I think football team's kind of catchy. <laughs> oh, man. They just, again, they're a team that just roasts themselves. Like, I'm a huge Alex Smith fan, but when he's going to win most of your games on one leg, that's just, that's just not it. That's just not it. They made, they made the Giants look smart for dra- drafting Daniel Jones. You know how hard that is? Well, speaking of the Giants, go ahead. I so I guess that's my transition here. So, Giants, Giants, Giants. I'm going to start with a little bit of good. Where you know, since the draft has already happened, I can use that in reference. You made a great move to trade down to 20, get a first-round pick for next year from the Bears. Desperate organization. Now, what do you do with that? Do you draft the rusher you so desperately need, or do you add a wide receiver? Yes, they added the wide receiver. And the most Giants move possible after signing Kenny Galladay, Kyle Rudolph, having guys like Slayton and Engram on their roster, you decide you need another weapon with the flaws that you guys have on defense? Listen, say what you will. The offense is going to fail next year. Do you want to know why? Jason Garrett. The man's a hack. The man was a hack in Dallas. He's a hack in New York, and he'll be a hack wherever he goes next. But on the bright side... That won't be the narrative. He can keep his clap. He can keep his job clapping easy because there'll be a man facing the rhythm. Rhythm? That's not a word. I don't know what word I was going for, but it's Daniel Jones, the fumbling machine himself, somehow taken top five in a draft where he should have been nowhere close. All right, sure, maybe he's been the second best quarterback out of the first round class, out of three, but that's not good enough. You went from Eli Manning to him. That's not an upgrade. And when you're not upgrading from old man Eli Manning, you're in deep trouble. You guys will sit here and complain. Oh, we were robbed of the playoffs, you say. We should have been there. Yes, because a six-win team totally belonged in the postseason. You want to know how you get in the playoffs? You don't draft Andrew Thomas fourth overall. You draft a better offensive lineman if you go that position at all. You don't draft Daniel Jones as high as you drafted him. You draft... Anyone else? You have a manager that's not named David Gettleman. You have a roster <laughs> that's able to actually compete night in and night out. You stop pretending to be relevant when you're not. Not only did this team not deserve the playoffs, they didn't deserve to be close. But oh, you feel entitled to it because the Eagles tanked. Oh, poor guys. Your roster looked like they were tanking for more than half the season too. But the thing is, they weren't. You're just that bad. I can't even feel anything for you guys. You guys have the same terrible GM, the same mediocre at best quarterback, and you didn't boost your defense despite plenty of assets being available. You're asking for it again. 
you guys could be competitive. Maybe Saquon Barkley rebounds. Maybe he doesn't. But at the end of the day, you guys have set yourself up for failure again. You guys will fail again. You'll blame anything except for the people that need blaming again. The entire football world awaits to laugh at your misery. But that leaves just one team. A team that mires in misery. Lives in pain. Dallas. Let's get this out of the way right now. Dak Prescott was not the reason you missed the postseason. Listen, his injury was horrific. One of the worst things I've had to watch because of his love and spirit for the game. And yes, that man is a leader on a level of Tom Brady. Not a performer on the level of Tom Brady. Not a winner on the level of Tom Brady. But a leader on the level of Tom Brady. And sure, that was a blow to your locker room. But are we going to forget that you guys had statistically the worst defense we'd ever seen for the first half of the season? Are we going to forget about the fact that your secondary was burnt toast the moment Byron Jones left you for Jacksonville? Or no, Miami, sorry. Which is still pretty bad because they still suck then. Yeah. Are we going to forget about the fact that your players are constantly injured? Well, on the bright side, Sean Lee's retired now, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, wait, Leighton Vander ask. You guys couldn't even draft a corner right in this draft. You guys refuse to acknowledge the core problems with it. And the fact is, you have a terrible head coach. Mike McCarthy is a hack. The man sucked when he was in Green Bay, was carried by Aaron Rodgers. Everyone thought he was great because of the Super Bowl, and we're seeing his true colors. Listen, Andy Dalton's a downgrade, but you think he's that bad? You think he's as bad as we saw him in Dallas? Not a chance. But it's the fact that you couldn't use him right and you couldn't get Zeke to carry a ball. The man fumbled so hard, you got to get him to stop eating. His fingers got slippery. <laughs> man, man joined Andy Reid and went to an all-you-can-eat rib fest. Man got so big he couldn't jump in the Salvation Army bucket anymore. And if he did, he'd probably crack the bottom of it. <laughs> this entire team gave up. They quit. And I'm looking at the roster now, and I don't see any reason it's going to be different. You guys better hope Dak Prescott is worth every freaking penny that you gave him because otherwise you're going to be in the same spot next year and there's going to be no place to hide. How the CD Lamb pick makes you guys feel good, considering Cedric Wilson could have been a fine number three receiver anyway, but no, use your first round pick on a wide receiver when you already had Gallup and Cooper because you also don't know how to manage assets properly. Jerry Jones, you've done a lot for this team. It's time to step aside. You're clearly out of touch. You don't know how to run a football organization, and you won't for the near future. This team is doomed to repeat the same mistakes. I think they'll make the playoffs. But does this look like a roster that's going to win? No. And the same stale memes about the Cowboys will be just as relevant as ever, and we'll all have to listen to them for another year. But tell me, how about them Cowboys? Well, tell us how you really feel. Oh, we don't have that much time. Well, we talked about the NFC. Uh, you call them NFC least. Uh, I think they should be NFC yeeted out of the NFL and go back to college football, maybe JUCO or high school, because honestly, they don't play at an NFL level. And to say the Cowboys aren't going to win the division next year is just, like, stupid because the rest of the – name one other team besides the Cowboys that could win that division. Washington's defense is good enough, maybe. Other than that, Giants shouldn't. Eagles won't. Mm -hmm. Exactly. To not pick the Cowboys to win the division next year, 
that'd just be foolish. I'd just be foolish. But still, and we're going to be a first round exit. Here's the thing: we're going to feel foolish when they miss the playoffs again because they're going to. I think Dallas. I think we'll feel great when they're a first round exit. I'm going to feel pretty crappy. <laughs> I don't know about you. Well, that's because you're the worst combination of NFL fan out there because you're a mixture of Steelers and Cowboys. Yeah, I literally am the mix between two of the most top five annoying and heartbroken fan bases. It's really not a good combination. Yeah, I'm really wondering, like, are, are you okay? This will be the year that decides if I'm okay. If one oh. of the two teams can have a good, quiet season where I don't have to listen to them on every football outlet, I'll be fine. Which means I'm going to be awful. AFC East, AFC East, Miami Dolphins. Should we start with them? I think they're a good starting point. No, we talked about Byron Jones a moment ago and how he left Dallas for Miami so he could pursue money instead of Super Bowl wins. But Dolphins, you only had one job this past season. Beat the Bills and you're in the playoffs. Instead, you turned your Coach of the Year candidate into Josh Allen's butler. With the Patriots no longer in the picture, you would think that you would, it would motivate you a little bit more to try and win the division. Well, especially you know one week after Ryan Fitzpatrick was yanked by the face mask and still threw the most amazing no-look Mahomes could only dream of throwing. Remember that game? Well, that was such a good throw, man. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but the thing is, what ended up happening is someone coughed near Ryan Fitzpatrick and you had to put in the lefty from Bama, who you ended up benching twice during the season. Think about it. Tua is a bust. He could be a mm. very big bust. I know you say, mm, but think about it. They benched you twice, and he's left-handed, which doesn't help. Not that I'm judging him, hey, but it's hey, also not. Hey. Attacking my left-handed people. I'm left-handed, I'll have you know. Yeah, so it makes perfect sense. Anyways, wow. I, just think, I just think Dolphins, you should know, the actual Dolphins at SeaWorld down the road are more fun to watch than you. You had one good play against the Patriots a few years ago, and you saved the Chiefs' bacon as far as playoff spots is concerned two years in a row. I'm forever grateful to you for that. But you also basically just gifted the Colts your playoff spot with your loss to the Bills. But, you know, unlike the Colts, you, you actually didn't deserve to be in the playoffs to begin with. So it all works out. Honestly, it's just the Dolphins' luck to win 10 games and miss the playoffs. Like, it really yeah. is their luck. Especially with the NFC East being the division it is. It just adds insult injury, you know? Yeah. I The Bears also made it, too. Don't forget. Well, should we then go to the Patriots? Well, I feel like we got to save them for last. Well, I, I was going to do that, but then we have the Jets. Ooh, all right. Let's go Bills, though. Let's save those two for last. Bills? Okay. Oh, Bills, Bills. You don't get away so easy. You had to call Patrick Mahomes' daddy after playing a terrible AFC championship game. I mean, literally. Horrible. Josh Allen was nowhere to be found. Sean McDermott was dreaming about coaching anywhere except for freezing cold Buffalo. And the Chiefs are one table that none of you can jump through. They're a brick wall. Buffalo fans, I'm going to level with you for a second. 
I was rooting for y'all all the way through the playoffs, except for the Chiefs game. I love your fan base, but organization, when the fans are the only good part of your team, you may have a problem. The players are good. The fans are good. They have everything working except for you, the organization who absolutely is a dumpster fire, a bigger dumpster fire than the fans throw when they're tailgating. I mean, it's bad. And I'm not suggesting you rebuild because your team can play. But please, Buffalo, quit screwing over your own fans. I think they actually liked that. You know, that wasn't as much of a rose as it was a call to action, you know? Yeah, you're you're a little nicer than I am with these, though, I think, to be fair. Yeah, because, like, to be I was really wanting the AFC East because I was afraid of what you would say. (laughs) Oh, danced on the Patriots' grave. Oh, man. Should we just go there next? I think it's time to go there. New England. New England Patriots. Dear Patriots, I don't just roast you because you're eliminated from the playoffs or that you never made playoff contention, rather. I roast you on behalf of the millions and millions of people who hate you. In 10 years, I hope and think the Chiefs will have just as many rings as you, if not more, but I I take pride in knowing Kansas City will do that without cheating, without having to deflate your footballs a little bit or spy on the other team. Not to mention... You had one of the most decorated quarterbacks to ever play the game leave you for Tampa quicker than Bill can stay on to Cincinnati. And how about, you know, Bill Belichick, Wild Bill, slamming his headset this season. Remember that meme? Oh, yeah. I I have no sympathy. That's how the the Patriots made 31 other NFL teams feel for 20 years in a row. And you know what? It's about time y'all suck. It's about time y'all keep sucking, and I don't think Mac Jones is the answer. You literally drafted another out-of-shape standard quarterback who can't run outside the pocket to throw, and you know what? This time, I don't think it's going to work. I just don't. And, you know, maybe if your owner, Robert Kraft, spent a little less time at the spa, more time doing his job, Y'all would have at least made the playoffs last year. Instead, your last shot of glory fell by the power of Derrick Henry and Mike Vrabel. I'm not sure. Do what? And a pick six. And a pick six. Yeah, that's true. And I'm not sure making the playoffs this season took the air right out of you. But for the first time ever, Brady doesn't seem too deflated. That's all I got to say. Which, Brian, yeah, you, you know, that was a lot of hate on the Patriots there, and I think it's well deserved. But, the hatred, um, if you will. Oh, the hatred, yes. But it leaves one more team a team that's roasting beyond time itself. The team has been roasting itself since 1969, the last time they won the Super Bowl. Now, granted, the last time they won the Super Bowl. Joe Namath said they were going to win while sitting back on a beach sipping a margarita. That is ballsy. But the thing is, he called a shot and he was right. Y'all haven't called your shot since. The New York Jets, 
your season was really nothing but one huge, ongoing, laughable meme. You have decent receivers. You had a decent quarterback in Sam Darnold. You had a decent defense when they weren't too busy with drama. And you let Adam Gase tank you harder than America in World War II. Like, you cannot do anything right. You had a chance at Trevor Lawrence, then handed it to Jacksonville like a Christmas gift. Happy New Year's, Jets fans. You can't even tank correctly. Chew on this fact. Your rival roommate, the five-win Giants, had a chance at making the playoffs. They had just three more wins than you, but you're still the number two pick in the draft. And as for firing Adam, Adam Gase, it, it's really time you did, and I'm glad you did. You beat two playoff teams in a row, and somehow that's the best thing you've done all season. You got lucky. Oh, and don't worry, the Patriots dynasty may be over, but Bill Belichick will still remind you who's really in charge of New York. Just so you know. Just so you know. Keep sucking, Jets. Sorry, that's all you're going to do. The Jets can be described with one word. And I think when I say this word, actually, I guess it's two words, but I'm, I'm merging them into one word. When I say this word, I think you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Jets, you're a butt fumble. <laughs> That's literally the perfect description of them. Top to bottom, butt fumble. Actually, just bottom. Yeah. I don't know who what we consider their top like Mark Sanchez. I, I seriously think Joe Namath. I think that's the highlight of their organization. Which is pathetic for several reasons, but what are you gonna do? Well, we're two more visions away from the roast episode coming to a close. Brian, take us on a tour of the NFC West, not the Falcons, I'm going to remind you real quick, those teams include the 49ers, Seahawks, Cardinals, and Rams. Okay, you got that? So who do you want to start with then? I'll, I'll have you call as our tour guide. Uh, let's just go with the Cardinals. They're kind of irrelevant. Well, Cardinals, I'm just going to say this. You make the breeze wasting in New Orleans look every day. What you have done to poor Larry Fitzgerald is a crime. That man has wasted away for years on an organization that has nothing. You guys banked on Sam Bradford at one point. That's all I need to say. That's an insult of itself. But let's look at it now. Cliff Kingsbury, the big bright mind in Arizona, is a hack. The man's a terrible head coach. Remember when they started, what, 5-2, and two, I think it was? And then remember when they finished 8-8? Eight and eight? Hmm, it's almost like his college offense and terrible defensive schematics didn't work for him. You guys had a playoff spot handed to you, and you lost to the Bears. A Mitchell Trubisky-run Chicago team. Do you realize how pathetic that is? Your chance to actually pull something off, to actually have a chance at relevance again with an exciting offense that, hey, once you get in the postseason, who knows, was wasted because the MVP decided to make you into a bunch of losers. But it's okay. You guys have a strategy, a plan in place. Do you know what wins the NFL? Getting significantly older. 
That's right. Welcome, AJ Green and JJ Watt. Really? That's your that's your guys' plan? Because yes, what a team with Hopkins really needed, as well as Christian Kirk, was to invest in AJ Green. I can't tell who made this call, if it was Kingsbury himself, if it was the manager. I, I don't know. But what an absolute horrible diagnosis of what a team needs. You are not an A.J. Green and a J.J. Watt from competing. Watt helps. Don't get me wrong. He's a phenomenal generational talent, and he's definitely still got some stuff left in the tank. But for years, you guys have been a retirement home of old players. Charles Suggs signed here a while ago. We've seen it. At the end of the day, you guys are still in the Carson Palmer era. That's the truth. You guys haven't realized what year it is. Okay? It's 2021. That's the year we're in, guys. Wake up. Start signing players. Get with the program. Just because you signed someone because they had lunch with Sean McVay does not mean he's a good head coach. You're not going anywhere with him, and I don't understand. Because when you look at teams that are irrelevant, everyone says Jacksonville. But that in and of itself makes Jacksonville relevant. What's your guys' claim to fame? Wasting Larry Fitzgerald? A couple Super Bowl runs a decade ago? Being really hot? Because, you know, Arizona. I won't give you too much crap for that one, but there's a reason that you guys have no fans. There's a reason that you guys are an abyss of suffering for all involved, and it's because there's nothing here. You guys couldn't hold a stable record. You guys can't hold leads. You guys can't perform in the clutch. This is a college team. This is a college team masquerading in the NFL. And I cannot wait until it's revealed for the world because this team is doomed to fall into a dark pit of absolute mediocrity. No one ever said offense wins championships, boys. There's a reason. Well, Ryan, can I actually inform you some stuff I was researching the other day? Okay. So this might actually be Arizona's claim to fame. Do you know the team? that hasn't won any championship dating back to pre-Super Bowl era. Really? Mm-hmm. Ooh, man. The that, run against, that run against the Steelers was really all these guys had. Yeah. And here's the thing. they in that this I'm talking about as a franchise because they went, I believe, from Arizona to St. Louis to Arizona. It was, it was a whole thing. But they've not won a championship since before the Super Bowl. The longest ongoing drought in football, like as a whole. Makes sense. Couldn't happen to a bigger bunch of morons. Not only that, the person they trust to throw in the rock can't see over his offensive lineman. So he's like I mean, five one. Yeah, I mean he'd be better suited as a munchkin in the Wizard of Oz than an NFL quarterback. They should make him a running back, and they're like, Where is he? And he just runs under all the defensive linemen's legs. <laughs> like they can't see him. They're trying to figure out, trying to figure out, and they just feel the hair brush against their leg, and they're like, "Ah, oh, crap." That's funny. Well, take us to the Rams. You mentioned Sean, you mentioned Sean McVay earlier, so Rams. Well, Rams. Let me introduce you to the idea of a one-hit wonder. Basically, the idea is you do one thing right, everyone expects you to follow it up with more, and you give colossal disappointment. That's the name of the game here. You guys once had a promising offense. Jared Goff, Todd Gurley. 
friend cooks and you paid them all accordingly. They got big money. And then you came to terrible realization. Jared Goff sucks at football. Todd Gurley has knees like my grandfather. And Brandon Cooks also sucks at football. You guys had the talent to make it to a Super Bowl. Once you were there, you met a real defense in the Patriots and got absolutely obliterated. It was the first time we saw a weakness in McVay. And I thought, hey, great year. Progress. They'll boost their defense a little bit. Their offense will be better than they were in that game. They aren't. Let's be real. Goff regressed back to Happy Meal Munchkin level of talent. You guys drafted him that high? It was what, first overall pick? Seriously? You thought he was a good guy to lead your franchise around. Well, you finally saw the light and traded him to the Lions for a guy who likes to pat up empty stats and Matt Stafford. Now, to be fair to him, when you're playing on the Lions, any positive stats are probably going to be empty because they're the Lions, but you gave up several first-round picks to make it happen because you guys treat first-round picks like $5 tips in McDonald's. I don't know why McDonald's was my example. I don't think I've ever tipped into McDonald's, but you guys don't ever have first-round picks, so I'm going to pretend that that worked. You got got Jalen Ramsey and then had to pay him every single penny he asked for because you've given up several firsts to get him. How does a team have Donald and Ramsey and still suck the way you guys do? You lost to the Jets? The Jets? And I mean... Say what you will, a lot of teams played the Jets. Very few of them lost. You guys absolutely blew it. Top to bottom. And it's another season where we walk away from this team thinking they aren't the answer. But sure, let's throw Matt Stafford into the mix and pretend like he's going to piece that takes him to the Super Bowl. Because if he isn't, this could be one of the greatest dumpster fires we've seen in decades. These guys don't have a first-round pick till 2024, including this season. That's a problem. They didn't have one the year before. They have no picks, no prospects. If they don't win a Super Bowl in the next two years, then it's going to be a reign of darkness for this organization, one that even McVeigh can't dig his way out of. You guys made a lot of bets. Some of them were smart at the time. You've got a generational talent in Aaron Donald and in Ramsey. Potential Hall of Fame quarterback in Stafford if the rest of his career plays out right. This is your time. Prove to me that the Super Bowl was not the expectation. Those three points haunt over you every single day. Erase them from your memory. And the only way to do that is to win a chip. I doubt it happens, but I've been shocked before. Okay, well, tell us how you really feel. Oh, we don't have Valde. I feel like we've said that before. Oh, well, see you all. Seahawks. Is Russell Wilson the most overrated QB in the NFL? Yes. Wait, do you hear that? It's as if a hundred Seattle fans suddenly cried out in agony and then were silenced because, you know, he can't win up in clutch situations. He can't get an MVP vote. I don't even care about winning. You don't have to win MVP. I don't think MVP is voted on correctly. How do you not get a vote? This man pretends to be a top five talent, but in reality, he hasn't been that in half a decade. The Seattle team looked to him as a leader, but let's be real. We undervalued the Legion of Boom, and we valued them pretty high. We've seen what's left of their organization. It's in shambles. Their defense is mediocre. They have one and a half decent wide receivers, one of whom is, you know, just the biggest man you've ever seen, DK Metcalf. 
God, what a monster. And Russell Wilson continues to have good starts for the season before, as usual, falling apart. It's like a script in a movie. I could write it overnight. Oh, week six, he leads MVP conversations. Week nine, he throws four interceptions against insert bad team. You guys are okay with this? Are we just going to sit here and pretend like the game isn't past Pete Carroll by by a decade? Okay, decade might be a stretch, but this man's time has run out. You're not winning with him. You were never going to win this season with him. There's a reason we called you hacks in the postseason, because we knew you were, and you played to every expectation we had. You made Wyatt write on something on this podcast. You understand how hard that is to do. And I even forgot I was right about it, too. You said that, and I was going, what? You were so forgettable, he didn't even remember his own take. Actually, what was the take? Point is, when you have a team like that, it's impressive that you didn't even get out of the game. We actually thought you would do better than you did. We criticized you the whole season, and you still underperformed our expectations. I said you would at least win a game before getting blown out. You couldn't even do that. Russell Wilson's only getting older. The organization's falling into shambles. But at least you'll have big buff DK Metcalf. That and the memory of the pick on the line is the only two things you have. It's fair to say that this fan base hasn't gotten over it yet, and I don't think they're ever going to. Fair enough. But the fact is, every night when Pete Carroll wakes up, Malcolm Butler's in his nightmares. It's like he's trying to one-up himself every year just to get over that moment. Here's the truth. You can't. No one cares about the Super Bowl win, boys. The Wilson era will be defined by one play and one play only. The time Pete Carroll forgot how to coach. Honestly, if they had fired him after that game, I wouldn't have been mad. Sure, it would have been a bit of an overreaction, but I would have gotten it. Now you've waited too long. The wheels are off the bus. And the bus is also, you know, just incredibly on fire. Have fun putting it out. So what was the take? What was what? The take. You said I was right about. Uh, you, you agreed that the Hawks were busts. And I, mean, I was right. Yeah, they made you right on something. You know how hard that is to do? Hey, we're supposed to be roasting NFL teams, not each other. All right. Yeah, you got me earlier. Now we're even. All right. All right. Well, close us out with the 49ers. Oh, do you remember a few years ago? It was a very different era for 49ers fans. They had just acquired a quarterback by the name of Jimmy Garoppolo. Ooh, he must be good. He was a former backup for the Patriots, but Niners fans saw through that. No, he was not a mere backup. He was a god to ascend them to a Super Bowl. And he got close. You know, despite the fact that he suffered a horrific injury in his first season. He made it all the way to the Super Bowl. He even had a double-digit lead against those darn Kansas City Chiefs. And you blew it. Kyle Shanahan has blown a lead in the Super Bowl. Allow me to be shocked. But then this <laughs> year, you decided it was time again. It was redemption. You wouldn't make it back. And everyone exploded. Spontaneously, the injury gods struck every single player on your roster down. You went, ah, whoopsie, we'll call it a season and moved on. But can we talk about that for a minute? Two straight 
two of the last three years, like half of their roster has gone down. That's not bad luck. When that happens once, ah, well, that's unfortunate. But it happened again. Something isn't right on this team. They're not, their medical staff must suck or something. I don't understand what it is, but this team cannot pull this off for whatever reason. And now they're going to head into next year with Trey Lance, who, by the way, I'm not sure how I feel on as a prospect. Let's be clear. When you draft Trey Lance, you're getting one of two things. Number one, you're either going to get a very good two-way quarterback who could rival Deshaun Watson, or you just drafted Mitchell Trubisky. Young, needs developing, unproven, taken higher than he should have been. This could be disastrous. But of course, now the same savior, Jimmy Garoppolo, who they were trying to run out of town, will be welcomed back with open arms because they can't let Lance play yet because they drafted a third overall pick who cannot play in the NFL. Seriously, guys? You traded up this much to get Trey Lance? Do you really think he's that much of an upgrade over Fields? Do you think that he would have went before Fields? Your organization reeks of desperation. I can't wait to laugh at you as you get burned for it. And hey... Maybe Lance does develop, but we said that about Trubisky. And no matter what happens, the process is still just as flawed as ever. Sure, you guys got lucky and you got Bosa, and that was a great game for your organization. But what have you done with him? A failed Super Bowl that should have been yours and a lost season due to injuries. And it's weird, but I feel like we might have another lost injury season coming up. They'll blame the injury gods and move on with their days. But no, 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 I see right through your axe. You boys are just as pathetic as it looks. I can't wait to see what you screw up next. You know, I fans listening, I did give him a 30-second to one-minute limit, and I don't think either of us have listened to that, but I certainly, I certainly don't think Ryan's listened to that because he's having way too much fun right now. I'm having so good of a time right now. I, I couldn't do that in a minute. To be fair, I think they roasted themselves the second they blew an 11-point lead to the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And that when he – Do what? That was their peak. It was their peak. But I knew as soon as Jimmy Garoppolo overthrew Emmanuel Sanders in the end zone in, in the Super Bowl, I knew right then that he was a bust. I knew right then that injuries would riddle him and that – he would go nowhere with the 49ers. And you know what? He is going nowhere, or at least to a different team, probably for a terrible trade value too, because, you know, 49ers. Oh, well. Man's a 20th. Like, he's around the top 20 quarterbacks. Maybe he's a little above that, little below. He's a fine quarterback. But when you're playing one of every three seasons, like, either there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with the team. And considering everyone got injured this season, I'm betting it's something wrong with the team. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. So something in the culture, maybe. But, you know, last things last, Ryan. We have one more division, and it's time for you to sit back, relax, and listen to me yap about the absolute dumpster firest division in football outside of, you know, like three other divisions. But still, mm-hmm. AFC West time. AFC West. And you know which team is in there. We're saving them for last. We're saving the Chiefs for last. But – we have three other teams to roast before then. Are you ready? I'm ready. Denver Broncos. The age of Peyton Manning is over. The age of Drew Locke 
is all but done for unless he can do anything this season. And by the way, I can't believe you stuck with Drew Locke. You absolutely are a dumpster fire. Didn't Teddy Bridgewater sign with the Broncos? He was traded for, actually. Traded for? You mean you you went out and got yourself the quarterback that single-handedly destroyed Carolina's franchise? Wow. I think they gave up a sixth for him. See, that sixth pick is probably very useful. I don't know who it was, but it was probably very useful to Carolina. And here you are just chilling. Like, terrible move. Yeah. Oh, man, Peyton Manning, bring him in to coach up Drew Locke a little bit. And we have Teddy Bridgewater. We're a contender. No, you're not. You are just as irrelevant as you were one season after the Super Bowl victory of Peyton Manning. Manning went to the retirement home, and you went to the trash can. That's how it worked. You are an over-glorified team of fake ponies. You play the Chiefs twice a year, and last season that was two of your 11 losses. What about the other nine? Those are all on you. You lost to the Saints. Remember the Broncos Saint. Remember the Saints and Broncos game, Ryan? You mean where they had a special guest at quarterback? A special guest at quarterback being they didn't have one. They had a wide receiver play quarterback and he just ran around the whole time and they only lost by 28 points which i think we can all agree is an absolute like horrible terrible performance by the saints to only beat them by 28 points also i think i i saw this and i don't know if it was a meme or not but he's like one of the first non-white quarterbacks to ever play for the broncos like one of the one of the if not the first it's true and you know Maybe your other quarterbacks were there long-term, which prevented you from really branching out in that sense. But still, come on, keep up. 2021 already. Not even 2021. It just means that they employed guys like Joe Flacco and Drew Locke and Case Keenum. Wow. Hmm. That that is suspicious. Wow. Hmm. 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 Well, anyways, how about John Elway? He stepped down as general manager, and nobody is surprised whatsoever. I mean, okay, you can say what you want about John Elway, right, Ryan? All right. But you could at least say that he's a GM who knew when to step down, cough, cough, Bill O'Brien. And, you know, honestly, Broncos fans, John Elway is still being your president. But that sounds more like election fraud than the actual election we just had in America. Like, that's terrible. Why get the guy out of your organization? He was a quarterback, and that should have been his last claim to fame with the Broncos. The end. You're done for. Cry yourself to sleep. All that good stuff. Who next? Let's go with the forgettable L.A. stepchild, the Chargers. The L.A. stepchild. I like them. Now, they're the Rams' stepchild, and honestly, they're just, they are forgotten. You said it best. They live in L.A.'s basement. Now, granted, it's a very nice basement now. They finally moved out of that high school stadium that was, ho- was like holding seven fans only. But despite the Chiefs being a rival of yours, I don't actually send a lot of hate in their direction. You know, my dad actually used to be a Chargers fan. Now, he's another example of your disappearing fan base because there's nobody. At this point, I can't decide who runs more slant routes. Michael Thomas or Keenan Allen. Either way, you're treating your pro bowl caliber wide receiver 
like Timmy from Fairly, Fairly Odd Parents. And that's just not going to give you a championship. But, you know, that doesn't really matter. It's just like following history. You don't want a championship to begin with. Uh, you think by moving to a city with more than double the population of San Diego that you'd have double the fans. But you really just made half the state of California hate you. If not more than half the state of California hate you. What's more shocking to me is that when Justin Herbert was drafted, he didn't pull an Eli. He didn't try and go anywhere else when he probably should have. I hate to say it, but a rookie of the year quarterback isn't going to be enough to stop the Chiefs, who almost beat you with their second and third string roster in week 17. Think about that. You beat the Chiefs, but you beat, barely beat their second and third string roster. Go cry yourself to sleep too, Chargers. Your phone's dead. Chargers don't work. Wow. I don't know how to feel about that ending pun. Yeah, it was it was a reach. <laughs> oh well. Speaking, speaking of reaches, you know who loves making reaches in the draft? You know the, La- the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, I would say so. You know, they probably draft a seven-year-old to be able, like eligible to start playing when he was see twenty-two or twenty is the age limit or something like that. You can play football in, so. Draft a seven-year-old, wait night, wait till he's nineteen twenty, and then play him. Is that is that what you're saying? Is that the reach you're talking about? Well, I was going to talk about guys like Vivian Farrell, um, Leatherwood. I think is the guy that just drafted this year. Jacobs oh. was a reach at the time, although he's been pretty good. Uh, so, so you mean just they're all like the players they already have? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go. We can talk about that. But uh, Raiders fans, quick question for you. Are you still aboard the Gruden train? I'm just saying it's hard to be a part of a run-heavy offense when your running back gets arrested for a DUI, which is true. He did. Sorry. That was a whole other thing. Do you remember that story? I actually don't. Well, yeah, Josh Jacobs, DUI. No, I think everything's good now, but still. Not a good look. And, you know, it's funny. The Raiders moved to Las Vegas, and even the – even like Las Vegas won't bet on the Raiders. Like you went eight and eight, and somehow that's an improvement. Quit listening to Gruden's baby steps. Oh, it's all part of the process, Philly. It's trust the process. Trust the process. No one trusts the process. Move on and admit your own mistakes. Let's not forget. Remember when they played the Chargers? I think it was the Chargers this past season. And they had to put Mariota in because, you know, Derrick Henry, not Derrick Henry, Derrick Carr, sorry, I was thinking of the only relevant Derrick in the league, um, pulled his, you know what? I do I do remember him coming into the game. Yeah, I mean, that was just disgusting, Raiders. How could you, how could you let that happen to your quarterback? I mean, kids were watching that game, and then you let Marcus Mariota come in, and he played better than Derrick Carr did the rest of the season. Like, just terrible. But, you know, at least, I'll give you this, on the defensive side, at least Khalil Mack is still performing well. Well, uh, just just, uh, just not for your team, that is. Yeah, sorry. Was that too soon? Or are, are they still mad at that, Ryan? Probably. Probably. Oh, well. I mean, their drafting did pay off, though. I mean, again, look at a guy like Amari Cooper. What an incredible talent he is for the Cowboys. The Cowboys. Yeah. Oh. 
Well, you know, I will give them this. I mean, they beat the Chiefs this season. With Mahomes. And, yeah, with Mahomes. But, you know, you that actually, like, woke us up. And, you know, we looked at you, and the next time we played each other, we were like, okay, you know what? Mahomes should probably open his eyes this time we play you. And he did, and we absolutely destroyed you because you're dog water. And I'm sorry, but you're not the type of dog water I would have my dog drinking. You're trash. It's just disgusting organization. Can't stand your fans, but that's just me. If you are a Raiders fan, I'm not saying you're a bad person. I just want to know what went wrong in your life that led you to become a Raiders fan. I don't think I've ever seen a Raiders fan, to be honest with you. I have, I've actually met three. I wonder how their lives are going. Probably pretty poorly. Probably pretty poorly. Football. Yeah. At least in football. Oh, well. Raiders fans, I give you crap, but I'm sure you're good people. I'm just sorry that you're rooting for a team that's so terrible. And that you could be rooting for another fantastic team like the Chiefs. Right, Ryan? Right, right? No hate going their way? Fantastic, really. That's the term you want to use? I, I think the term innocent and shouldn't be you know, roasted is something that we should consider. Well, it's a little bit too late after being roasted by that Buccaneers defense, but. <sighs> I promise I'd roast the Chiefs if they lost the Super Bowl. And a promise is a promise. Don't say I'm not a man of my word, correct, Ryan? Hey, it's correct. He's got to roast the Chiefs, and he's got to get his Buccaneers merchandise, both things he agreed on. And I got the Bucks merchandise, and now here we are. So let's hear it. I don't know. I don't think my roasts were fantastic, but I also don't think I did bad. Like, I think I did a pretty good job. And I know Ryan did a pretty good job. But <laughs> you had a few good ones in there, too. <laughs> Chiefs, I got to do it. You had Patrick Mahomes running for dear life in Super Bowl 54. And you know why? It wasn't even that you were playing good or bad. It's that you let Tom Brady hold a cheeseburger in front of Andy Reid's nose for 60 minutes. The guy was so distracted that the only thing the Buccaneers needed to win was the defensive front. Everybody else just got to lay back. And, you know, people thought Mahomes would you know, put Brady in a retirement home this game in his career on the lowest note possible. But Brady actually showed Mahomes age over beauty, which is weird because there was nothing beautiful about how Kansas City performed. You were a dumpster fire. I mean, you didn't have any sort of established established run game except for Mahomes running 50 yards back every other play. You couldn't catch anything to save your life, Chiefs wide receivers. I mean, Mahomes was a superman who could never save the day because he didn't have the team around him that could support him. Kansas City, think about this. You have more weapons than maybe any other NFL team in history. You seemingly have an endless amount of cap space, but because of the Buccaneers, you still only have two franchise Super Bowl rings to show for it. And you're an historic team. And only, the, and only a third of the time that you've been a franchise, Tom Brady has been three and a half times more productive and counting. Think about that math, Ryan. If they're a 60-year-old franchise, in 20 years, Tom Brady 
has won three and a half times more rings than the Chiefs. Well, I mean, to be fair, Tom Brady's won a lot more rings than most teams, but... Yeah, but to add insult to injury, that last ring he got was, you know, against the Chiefs. Because, again, all he had to do was hold a smelly, fresh burger right under Andy Reid's nose, and that's all it took. That's See, you're all making it took. me hungry. Well, Kansas City, all I have left to say is best of luck next year. If you can, like, find some type of way to make Andy Reid a little bit less distracted, you went all out for an offensive line that's probably just going to get beat by Tampa Bay again. Good luck. You're going to need it. Get Kermit the Frog out of there if they start tanking. That's all i got to say. Done. And that means we are done. Oh, Ryan, should we just go for the shout-outs? Oh, I didn't know we were doing shout-outs in this one. Oh, we have to. It's a staple. It's an episode. Well, then you go first, because now i got to very quickly think of a shout-out. I want to give my shout-out to Brett Veach. Do you know who that is? I do not. He's the general manager for the Kansas City Chiefs. And I will say, say what you want about him. He's probably, like, the best GM in the league when it comes to, like, finding talent out of nowhere. Him and Andy Reid work so well together on that, and he always comes through. Like, literally, we got seven new offensive linemen in our system that we may have traded for or uh, drafted or came back after opting out. We're looking good on offensive line with the exception of the fact that Tampa Bay is still probably going to beat us again. It is what it is. Yeah, there were a few injuries that made it a little difficult, but you you deal with those that come at the end of the day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, your turn. Ooh, my shout-out. I'm going to go to a different sport. I'm going to give a shout-out to Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Do you know why I'm going to give him a shout-out? Because a few days ago, our good dear friend, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Destroyer of baseball. Hit a home run hat trick against Max Scherzer. Three home runs, seven RBI, including a grand slam. And we won that game like nine to five. I watched that game. It was a good game. I love Vladimir Guerrero Jr. And I feel like he deserves some love after that game. Although, man, the game, uh, whoo, we just uh, embarrassed Got an embarrassing win last night. Poor guys. We were up 10 nothing at one point. Exactly what we want. Yet we still can't consistently get over 500. Why are we like this? Which is a great place to plug in the Two Dudes Summer Series for baseball. That's right, Ryan. I think, I think we might be a little shorter than we first announced, but it's coming. Is it coming? Because like we discussed this, and we really, we really don't know. Sometimes we're doing at least a couple episodes. We'll at least do like an end of the season type of thing. Oh Here yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be a limited series because you know we keep football going pretty much all year round, with the exception of like dead period. But uh, as far as baseball is concerned, there's a lot we can talk about: the standings, the players, MVP races. Please tune in. We'll make it entertaining. We may even do a roast episode for that if we get smart enough in the, in the game of baseball. We don't know. This means we're also going to do an NHL roast, which is going to be interesting. 
No, I don't know if we should do NHL roast because there's too many players I can't pronounce the names of. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I can get you there if that's your concern, but we'll figure it out later. Oh well, should we just close out? I think so. I'll let you send us home. All right. So I hope you guys enjoyed. I'm Ryan Pulsfer alongside Wyatt Fairman. And this has been Two Dudes Out. Two Dudes Out.